0: Hello friends, welcome to Running and Fitness with Raj. This show will bring you exciting and interesting guests and give you specific and actionable advice on your running, fitness and general health. Our guest this week is Madhur Kothare who's been a marathon runner for the last 31 years. In 2012, Madhur ran 52 marathons in 52 weeks as a personal challenge he set for himself. Madhur has a deep curiosity for the understanding of body mechanics, peak performance, and has excellent knowledge about supplements in general. He's an engineer from IIT Bombay, a postgraduate from Princeton University, and has a long and distinguished career in the field of preventive medicine. We are absolutely delighted to have Madhur join us. Uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, Madhur. Uh, so, I ask this question of uh, all my guests, uh, just to give a little bit of their uh running and uh, athletic uh, background. So over to you, just uh, give us an overview, please. Raj, this word about athletic background sounds very
1: impressive. It's just that I don't have any... (laughs) (laughs) It's like these are the questions you ask an Olympic medal winner and all. I'm sort of a... I'm actually more close to our listeners. I'm a normal runner, normal as in ordinary runner. Uh, Probably if at all you want to say something special is I have 32 years of running marathons so it's like I've seen how one runs at a young age and how one runs at well not so young age I won't say old age (laughs) so uh, just a little bit of my background in the sense uh, I was born in a sort of a middle class family where there was no focus on health in fact if you are overweight it was considered nice that is your welfare and so right from childhood I was like a chubby overweight guy and when I went to my college that's when uh, I realized that I was really bad in school i didn't know how bad i was and uh, i used to come last in the running races sort of three four kilometer races they used to have when you are an engineering student in the hostel and there used to be something called ragging or hazing and so seniors would make you run <clears throat> and i always came last in the race and that became eventually embarrassing uh, so i said i'm going to run and i'm going to get fit so slowly i started running managed to get to 5k And when i was about 20 years old i went overseas for studies and that's when the running bug caught on to me and i don't know why i just mentally felt that if i'm going to run a race it's not going to be 5k or 10k i'm going to do a marathon and so eventually graduated to training for marathon and this was 1989 and my first marathon was 1989 new york city marathon and since then it's about 184 marathons 30 so many miles and a lot of smiles too, but it's, uh, I I would say what I can bring to the table as experience is how not to destroy your running ability over 30 years, how to maintain that running fitness, fast or slow, that's different, so that's probably what it is, along the way, and I'm sort of not a runner, as only a runner, I'm inquisitive, I temper with my body, I kind of Uh, check this check that so I try to do improvement learn from books these days learn from internet and so I'm sort of a at at my heart I'm sort of a scientist though that's not my career I have a business uh, separately and so I would not just look at it as a a running achievement but more of health achievement anti-aging achievement and that's pretty much uh, where I stand. I'm mainly a long distance runner and I've been fast. My fastest time for marathon was three hours, 12 minutes, and slowest has been eight hours, four minutes. So you can walk faster than eight hours. I'm very sure I have the whole marathon. But I've managed all of it. So nobody can come and say, well, you're better than me or you're worse than me. I've been pretty much uh, in the middle.
0: Okay. So share with us, uh, share with us uh, in this long 32 year running journey, which is. you know, which will be, you know, much longer than most of the listener base. Uh, Share with us a few anecdotes, some things which uh, stand out in your mind, in your experience. And so I'll
1: share some anecdotes, partly because they're either humorous or entertaining, but more because there'll be some learning lessons. And the first one is my running thing itself is just, I don't know why, when I said I'm going to be running a marathon now, You announce it to your friends and then you would say, I don't know. What is it to run a marathon? It's 42 kilometers. No, how do you run that? I mean, I know how to do it in a car. And so this is 1988. And in those days, there was no Internet. There was no availability of information. So I go to our public library, our library, university library, and I don't find anything there. There was only runners world there. And except in the books, there were two guys, Jeff Galloway. He had one philosophy and there was another guy called Bob Glover. He had a book also, but this book was like 500 pages. And I thought the entire running season will be over by the time I finish that book. So, you know, okay. these many workouts and this and that. So I said, I want something which is simple, but something nice. And see, though, this is a problem like when you don't know, you don't know. Right. So I don't know what I don't know. So I went to our public library and there I found a book which was short enough that I said, ah, this I can read and I can learn and uh, i would say more than anything i've done in my life that book changed my life essentially the okay. title Did of that b- this book <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. i have not found anywhere on amazon or anything that book the title of that book was very funny it was olympic it was marathon training for olympians okay. so this was, <laughs> this book was designed for if you want to run olympic marathon and win a medal or so now i didn't know that the training for an olympic uh, Marathoner like Eliot Kipchoge will be very different for <laughs> somebody. So most of the book was not really running like long runs and speed works and all that. It was more on the mental side of marathoning. And it was just funny. And I thought that's how you run marathons, right? So, oh, you just run for training, but then these are the psychological things. And uh, there were very interesting things. How do you run around a uh, bend to pass the runners? Like you are running in a pack, and how do you break away? And how do you keep focus on the guy ahead of you? You focus between his shoulder blades. And so I'm this expert on psychological aspect of winning Olympic medal on marathons. And I don't even know how to run. In fact, very funny anecdote there was, they said you should do visualization. So I went over the entire New York City marathon course. And pretty much once a week, I would lie lie down on the ground in the grass. And for three hours, four hours, I visualized myself running over every mile of it. As And you could feel that your breathing rate goes up and you you actually start feeling tired. It's just psychological aspect of it was fascinating. So that was one. Then uh, the second anecdote is when I came back to India in 1991, immediately there was this Pune marathon and uh, I took part in Pune marathon and the, those days or probably even now, most of the people who see these races expect you to be either a winner or otherwise, maybe it has changed now. But in 1991, it was, if you're not in the top 20, you're useless. Why are you running? You know. And so I remember the entire course when I would run and I'm tired and I'm one of the very few non-professional runners and I'm slow. People would, little kids would come, ha ha ha, this guy's still running. Ha ha look how slow it is. All right, gharizawa, gharizawa, that kind of thing, you know, it's like you... <laughs> And the worst thing was around 31 kilometers near Dehu Road. Uh, I was very tired. Uh, Bombay Pune highway traffic was passing by. You're you're just, you're purblind. You're, you know, your senses have gone down. You just want to get home. And it was six in the evening. Those days, race used to start at two in the afternoon. And uh, that again was a defining moment for me. So that's why I'm mentioning. And I was just completely exhausted. I don't know my route. There's nobody on the road to tell you where to go. Luckily, I had a Pune friend running with me. We had done marathons before in USA and uh, two of us are running and i'm just completely low on sugar and suddenly a bus comes the race bus the guy some big fat guy gets down he looked like an organizer he says sit in the bus in marathi he shouts at me i said no but i'm running he said race is over get in the bus and i remember i said, said a sentence out of reflex without any thinking i said how can the race be over when i'm still running it And (laughs) I didn't realize the import of what I said, but that has become a long-term driving force in my life. When things get bad, I mentally step back to that moment and I said, hey, the race is never over as long as I'm running it, because I'm running my race. And of course, we finished that race and it was very funny. It was late, some 8.30 in the night and we finished the race and there was nobody, nobody in the stadium. But (laughs) you live with it. Then there was a very interesting thing around 2011. Christmas 2011 previous night and one friend said there's this free yoga class you know so you want to come and try and this was something called Vikram hot yoga so they have this 41 degree celsius temperature and you do some exercise and you sweat and all that so it was free so I said I'll come so I went for the exercise and you do some one hour of thing and 15 minutes later I just collapsed it's like I started fading out. I said I'm going to prove to myself that I'm not uh, I'm not uh, bad and I'm like really good and I am i resolved you now don't laugh at this I said I'm going to this year. That is 2012. 2011 was the Christmas. This happened. Starting first January, I'm going to run one marathon every week. <laughs> you can say this is mad, right? You know. And so obviously, Mumbai Marathon was the third Jan- third week of January. So I was obviously going to do a couple of marathon runs. So first week happened. Second week happened. Third week, Mumbai Marathon happened now came the problem now you have to run a marathon every week and it's not easy so i do fourth one i said let me do one then i'll see and by then i told my friends i'm going to do this and that and obviously nobody took me seriously but sometimes you have your ego and i said now i can't back out yet i have now mentioned everyone that i'm going to do these marathons it will look like what an idiot how could you be so stupid with so many years running and so I ran one more week and one more week and one more. And it became difficult because after you run a marathon next day and a half, you can't do anything. You're like, you can't do office work. You can do you know, home. You survive. After eight weeks, it had come to a level where I had to make a decision. And that's when I really found out something very interesting that, and I said, I'll continue. I'll see, I'll see whatever happens. Unless I break down, I'm going to continue. There was nothing else. It was just my own ego. And the message there is sometimes you don't make right decisions. In those times, you make a decision and then make them right. So I didn't know whether it was the right decision. In fact, if you ask me today, I would say that was a completely stupid decision. Running 52 marathons in a year is uh, it's just you do it for ego. There is nothing else. It's like very damaging on your body and you can't have life that year. You can't go for parties. You can't go for you know, you're all the time. You're tired. You're recovering. And so it was too much at the same time. My there what I learnt is you don't have to always make the right decisions you sometimes make even a wrong decision if you really want it and you persevere through it you can do it so there were a few others but that's okay that's probably
0: a glimpse of how mad Wonderful. I am quite a, quite a few stories which the listeners can hopefully uh, relate to. So let me come to this. I mean, you very, very briefly touched on it, but uh, that's, as you said, that's your area of work and expertise. So first is a slightly open ended and an overarching question. So you have come to the conclusions that using supplements to natural food sources is helpful for your health and athletic pursuits. Now, how did you come to that conclusion?
1: See, uh, uh, I'm not a internet red expert i can actually tell you from my life for example when i was 24 i'm giving an example of 1980 1989 1991 that age that time i used to do some heavy workout like a hill run or say speed works and you know it's sometimes we do those uh, yeah so 800s and those days also those workouts were there and sometimes i'm doing mile repeats and i remember doing 8 by 1 mile kind of repeats speed works in the cold of winter So very heavy workout. And after that, my body wouldn't recover for one and a half days. Then the next heavy workout, I couldn't do the next day. I had to do it the day after or next morning if I run in the evening. So 36 hours used to take me, my body to recover. Then 10 years later, 15 years later, around year 2000, 1997, 1998, around that time, I noticed that if I do a heavy workout, a hill work or speed run, my body would take at least three days to recover. Not one and a half days, three days. So I had slowed down. And this was sort of, well, I'm getting old. Oh, yeah, yeah I am getting old. That kind of thinking always on your mind. And then around 2001, 2002, I got in, involved into preventive medicine. I was previously into uh, regular medicine. I used to make softwares for doctors. We had a company. I had built India's number one brand for that. And so I knew thousands and thousands of doctors had given talks in medical conferences. So that was all curative medicine. And I realized along the way that there are some lacunae in that field. For example... I I did something very unusual. I was asked by some pharma companies. This is the time when floppies went out of the world and slowly CDs were coming, you know, that's the time. So 1997, 98, 99, 2000, some well-known pharma companies approached me said, can you make some CDs or can you make some content in cardiology, which we want to gift it to cardiologists. Now think about the immensity of this task. This is an engine, an engineer, as to design cardiology knowledge that is to be given to cardiologists top cardiologists in india which they don't know <laughs> and so it's like i said this is not possible it's, what do you think i mean these are world country experts what do i teach them and that's when i found uh, like i spent six months figuring it out and eventually i found out a way and what happened is this is how i thought and this is connects to that supplement world <laughs> and the next and the next part of it and that's when I realized that see what does a top cardiologist in India does not know about cardiology very simple if there are foreign conferences in cardiology where cardiologists come some world expert talks on a topic and all cardiologists listen to it that's because they don't know this yet and so what I started doing is started taking the legal rights of these conference content and I would bring them in India and I would put them into multimedia format and give it to doctors and the only person who knew this technical aspect as well as medical aspect was me so i i ended up knowing what the cardiologists don't know because when a world's number one cardiologist in one field tells uh all the five thousand cardiologists who have come for the conference it's something that they don't know so i knew what they don't know and so this started making me realize that there are a lot of things medicine doesn't know And I knew this across in 27 medical fields. And so I came to a conclusion that at some point you have to also focus on prevention because once a mobiles glass cover breaks, fixing it is very, very difficult. You you are better off not breaking it. And so I got into the supplement world and uh, that's more for preventing because you can't do anything other than healthy lifestyle besides supplementation. Right. And so I started taking supplements and around 2005, 2006, I measured my, now this is another seven, eight years, right? After noticing that I've slowed down, I'm taking three days to recover. I started taking proteins and multivitamin and good. I'm not the extreme ones, not the steroid kind of supplements. The good health one, which I'm from a, khate pite ghar ka admi, I'm from a healthy family background. It's not like we are deprived for food. I found that myself having some difference in the way I was running and training and I started recovering in one and a half days at the age of maybe 40. So this was very stunning to me. I said one and a half days to recover when you're 24, three days to recover when you're 33 and one and a half days to recover when you're 40. So effectively what I meant is when I was 24 without supplements, I was the same at 40 with supplements. So I had aged down very, very little and that's how it's been the very interesting thing. So that's got me into it. And then I got into more stuff and I did a lot of research personal studies into anti-aging that's my specialty so I figured out you know how to slow down aging of various body organs knee damage was one big thing I spent a lot of time studying that and so it's a very exciting field but I would leave it at that maybe you can ask the next
0: question okay so just to just to simplify the supplement part and at the same time get into a little more granularity what are some of the Key supplements, uh, which let's say people should uh, consider uh, consider taking and, and what are the reasons uh, behind it? Okay, so what
1: I will do is, see, I always like
0: to tell people, I always like
1: to tell people, how to think about it right because the advice keeps changing from person to person and all that so i'll give you two or three parameters within which you should think and then you decide i'll tell you a bunch of supplements too but what is the right way to think so i put down two three points. see one of the mistakes a lot of people do is they look at supplements to just enhance their performance how can i increase my decrease my half marathon time they want to know how can i do my running better but actually you want to think long term supplements are not like some you know steroid injection which will give you result in four days it's they have to be sort of you have to think the long-term performance is sometimes long-term health benefit of supplement is far better than what you get today for the race okay so long-term the the point there is now i did some work in anti-aging right so you, generally you should remember that you should slow down by about 0.5 percent a year that is in 10 years, your race timings, your best race timings for that age will be about 5%. Yeah, 5% is probably women is slightly less, men is slightly more, but 5% pakaralu. And so if you're running a 4-hour marathon at the age of 30, that is 250 minutes roughly. Now you will slow down by uh, another uh, 5%. Two, 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 twenty, uh... Yeah. yeah, 5%. So about, before, about 12, 12, 12, 12 and a half minutes. So so that should be your slowdown. Many people slow down by 30 minutes. So essentially what is happening is sometimes supplements may not give you an improvement, but they will reduce your slowdown. So in 10 years, you actually become, instead of slowing down by so 25%, you're slowed down by 13%. That's a 12% improvement adjusted to yeah. your weight, Yeah, adjusted to your age. A lot of people miss that. So that's one more thing thinking point of course there are some things like caffeine you don't take it for long term so that i'll mention the second point is you know supplements for enhancement versus supplements for deficiency so if you say something like vitamin d taking a lot of it even more than normal is not going to make you better runner vitamin c for example it's not going to make you a faster runner because you have more than normal level of vitamin c but it will if you take less than that you will suffer so these are some supplements are for deficiency. Okay. Like iron. A lot of women are deficient in iron. And so they obviously slow down because your hemoglobin is not so strong, but if you give them excess iron, will they be like 12% faster? I don't think so. So, so those are, you need enough. It's like money. You know, If I give you a million dollars, you can do a lot of things. And if I give you $2 million, you're not going to do double the number of things. It's just, you will probably do them slightly better in better style. But if I, you have only thousand dollars or thousand rupees, you're probably not going to be able to do many things. So shortfall of money will hamper you, but excess of money will not make you a better whatever you are, right? So similarly in the supplement, on the other end, things like say bitroot extract, I mean, or say caffeine, or m- many of those performance enhancers, rhodiola, if you take many of these are performance enhancers. So you look at them for getting better results, but you don't look at them for getting long term benefit and what we call covering for deficiency because your body doesn't have any rhodiola to start with or caffeine to start with right and the third thing you want to also look at in the supplement is uh, food grade that is taken from plants versus the chemical ones and this i know very well i've done lots and lots and lots of readings and sometimes i can go out and criticize point blank to many of the world researchers on the papers published Uh, you see right from us fda on their websites they say things like you know I'll give you an example because I have a health channel and I'm right now making a video on chromium. Chromium is for diabetes and I'm, so I have the numbers at the tip of my tongue. So I'll just mention so that people understand how it is. Chromium, you need about 35 micrograms a day. Okay. And so yeah. just, just take it in, right? Uh, just take the big message from it. You need about 35 micrograms a day. There are no good sources of everything gives you 5% and this and that, like a full lattice bowl of lattice will give you maybe 5%. And the best one is orange. Uh, grape juice, which gives you
0: only 20%. Now, grape juice, why will you have, if you have when that? You 5%, when you say 5%, uh, 20%, you mean 5%, 20% of the 35 micrograms. 35 micrograms.
1: It's called daily value. So, uh, what we call RDA, but chromium doesn't have RDA. There is no recommended daily value. So, they have, uh, they just say this is generally good. Now, if you see the diabetes, so and then USFDA sites and all, they will mention that chromium has not been found to benefit in diabetes. Okay and if you see the papers though the benefit has been at 400 micrograms and 500 micrograms and 1000 micrograms so 35 micrograms don't give you any benefit and 1000 micrograms gives you any benefit now why has that happened it's and this is there is there is something connecting the two both of these can't be wrong there has to be something right what turns out is this 35 micrograms is measured from food sources and when you okay. take the 400 microgram that uses chem salt sources or chemical sources or inorganic sources like chromium picolinate or stuff like that where they have taken the chemical stuff and they have given you. Now what happens is in one sentence without going into complexity the chemical sources are all where chromium is tied with ionic bonds and in food sources they are tied with something called covalent bonds all of us have studied it. So ionic bonds are very easy to break and then those ions can Up with something else, and the thing can go out of your digestive system. And so, many a times, without going into intricacies, the bioavailability of food sources of these minerals and vitamins is five to ten times more. So, now if you connect it, 400 micrograms the typical chromium absorption in your body is 0.5% in chemical sources, and organic sources is 5%. So, 400 micrograms 0.4% is 20 micrograms, 0.4% is 2 micrograms and 30 micrograms, 5% is also 2 micrograms. So if you take 35 of organic, it's almost going to be 400 of inorganic. A lot of people just get confused. Oh, but this is more, this is that. And so essentially what I tell people is without worrying about it, look at food or natural organic source supplement. They're very expensive compared to the chemical one because it's obvious, right? Get the same thing from... Well, food kind of source you need more expensive stuff and so now coming to the basics. so these are the three frameworks think long term think deficiency versus enhancement and third is think natural okay so these are three okay. points so now in supplements the big one which is needed again from deficiency angle is protein i find that and there are articles in this that 70 to 90 percent of well-to-do indians are protein deficient and uh, you know and runners obviously need much more of protein so you want to have a good protein supplement increase your dietary protein increase your uh, supplements thing now one good thing for runners is we don't have to worry as much about carb intake which everyone else has because of you know we have as indians we have diabetes diabetic tendencies but at least if you're a regular runner you don't have to worry as much carbs is your friend if you are a runner All other fields, carb, you have to be a little more cautious. Uh, Second supplement, I would say big time is instead of going into magnesium and this and that and vitamin C, a good multivitamin from natural source is also a good idea. the second thing. Okay. Third thing is one of the needs for recovery, especially omega-3 fish oils have been found very useful. There are multiple reasons for it, but let's look at, let's say that's, that's very useful. Now, these are the things that you want from long-term performance, healthy life, stuff like that. Keeping your running ability for prolonged period. See, there is one thing about me which is which I'm proud of is I've been able to run 30 years of marathons. Every single year I've run a marathon except this. (laughs) 2021, I don't have a marathon. I've been able to run. So, I know how how difficult it is to run at certain age versus at younger age. So, what can you do right? What can you do wrong? So, that perspective has been over the years to maintain your what i call race fitness you might be slower after 30 years but you need to be race fit you should be able to do a marathon without collapsing and so essentially many of these supplements increase the longevity of your running ability now coming to performance part Uh, caffeine is very good why caffeine caffeine has multiple things in it and uh, i personally take it Uh, there are certain receptors in your brain and body called adenosine receptors they are kind of they that's where the fatigue once you get tired of anything those receptors get attached to and that's your that's how your body senses it's like a lock with a particular key coming in the lock opens. so your fatigue receptors essentially are what tells you have fatigue but caffeine goes and attaches to those fatigue things so it almost goes to those locks and seal it seals those things so you don't feel fatigue so, if you have caffeine, your you can last longer. That's one thing. Second is what caffeine does is it uh, helps you release fatty acid mobilization. Now, this is very common in long distance races beyond thirty kilometers. They say you know that hitting a wall and stuff like that because your body has enough glycogen to last about thirty kilometers. After that, that starts going down, and your body has to switch from glycogen metabolism to fatty acid. Mo- metabolism so carb metabolism to fat metabolism and the fat metabolism needs about 30% more oxygen for the same amount of energy output it's less efficient with oxygen and so you need to breathe 30% more oxygen but you can't breathe more so you slow down the energy output at the same oxygen intake level so you slow down by 30% so you actually if you're running at say 10 kilometers an hour you'll suddenly drop to 7 kilometers an hour it will not be 5 kilometers an hour It will not be 9 kilometers an hour. It's 7 kilometers. It's like, what happened? I mean, you just don't have any reserve. And so those things, that fatty acid, if you mobilize a little earlier, then the glycogen depletion doesn't happen. So that's for the marathon. And that's what makes marathon challenging. Now, ultra marathons don't have that issue. Because ultra marathon, you're theoretically anyway going to hit a wall. Your glycogen stores are going to go down. So you actually have to metabolize fats earlier. And so that's a different need. So and, you, and caffeine ca- caffeine helps with that caffeine helps in that sorry so this <laughs> is slightly longer and beetroot again uh, is one more interesting thing it gives you nitric so before we come yeah. to
0: beetroot Madhur yeah. I just want for the benefit of listeners to just do a quick summary here so you said uh, uh, three uh, three things from a uh, Uh, from a longevity and uh, uh, not performance enhancement, but for a healthy lifestyle. One was protein, which, uh, you know, we have had multiple episodes on uh, talking about protein. So people are generally aware of Mm -hmm. pea protein and whey protein. So I won't get into those details, Mm -hmm. but they are, by definition, natural sources. Then you talked about omega-3, which is, you know, which typically you get from fish oil. So that, again, is a natural source. When it comes to multivitamins, Hmm. going back to connecting it with the natural source point, you said, uh, what are, you know, can you uh, recommend some uh, multivitamins uh, which are, you know, from natural sources which are available?
1: See, there are, uh, now of course it changes from country to country. I'm assuming a lot of Indians are listening to it. So the one I use, I'll tell you, I use from a brand called Neutralite. I fight because that's natural. I pretty much assume there will be one or two other brands available in the market. I have not used them. Most others without taking, maybe I can take Revital and all that. They're pretty much chemical sources. So if I have a choice and they are not 20 times expensive, (laughs) they're only one or two times expensive, I would stay with Natural. I won't take Revital. I'll take uh, Neutralites, multivitamin. So I generally, uh, uh, I I understand the supplement industry in India. This is also a caution I'll do because uh, a few years back, Indian Chamber of uh, Commerce, uh, they asked this uh, ASOCAM association of, uh, you know, those manufacturers, etc. to come up with a report and they found 65 to 70% of the supplements in India were fake. And so we have to be very careful also. So sometimes I don't feel very comfortable in blindly going to any shop and asking for this. I mean, we know stories of people selling fake COVID vaccine. We had arrests in around the country. So our country, there are people just for money. They can go to this extreme. Supplements to Understood. leave side. So okay. good brand, good source. That's what you want to buy, and preferably chemical. I mean, preferably organic. My preference is for neutralite. So I'm just explaining you the thinking because everywhere you
0: may not get each of these. Before moving on, I wanted to request uh, all the listeners to please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It will only take you a couple of minutes, but it will help the show enormously and help other listeners to discover the show. So please do take a couple of moments to go and leave a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you are using another app which allows you to leave a comment or a rating or review, like for example, CastBox, please do that either. We also request you to please check out the website runfitraj.com. And also if you have any comments or suggestions to please write to me directly at runningandfitnesswithraj@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow all podcast related updates on Instagram at the handle runningandfitnesswithraj, or on Facebook on the Facebook group Running and Fitness with Raj. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, now coming back uh, before we get to beetroot, coming back to the caffeine question. Uh, I don't offhand remember. At uh, one point, I remembered, used to remember, and I used to take it before my you know long runs and marathon races. A particular amount of caffeine based on your body weight. Uh, do you uh, do you know that? Uh, yeah, about, it's about many, six. Uh, I'll tell you
1: six uh, micro uh, micrograms uh, uh, per kilo correct, of your yeah. body weight. So if you have eighty kilo weight, like I'm eighty kilos. So I need about maybe 480 should be maximum. I should not exceed that. That should be about two cups of caffeine. That's my daily max I should have. Now, one thing I should say, when we talk about taking coffee before running, a lot of us have this dude, sugar and all that, you know, nice filtered coffee. That's not the coffee you want to have because your milk will not be digested when you're running. You need to have sugarless uh, uh, Sugar is probably okay. maybe, but definitely milkless coffee. Otherwise you'll find it very difficult to drink. I used to have uh, urination problems along the way so that I had to juggle. So first few marathons, it went haywire, you know, you, every 10 kilometers you are stopping for taking leak and all that. So you want to have maybe half a cup or a cup of caffeine and don't do this on the day of the race before you tried it in your runs. That's my
0: advice. No, that goes. That's huh. a very standard. Uh, that's yeah. a very standard yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. standard advice. So what I used to do in some of the races also is, I used to drink just one cup of uh, black coffee. Uh, Before a long run or a race. And then I also used to take a caffeine supplement, uh, which which was giving me if now that you mentioned those uh, six, uh, six microgram number, I think those were 150 uh, microgram capsules or whatever. Uh, That also during the race, uh, I used to uh, pop it so that I get roughly what I need through the race pre race what i had and during the race uh, what i had now let's let's move on let's keep uh, moving on so this is really helpful now coming to beetroot which is again uh, you know uh, along with caffeine the two of the well researched scientifically established uh, performance enhancing supplement just give uh, uh, just uh, give listeners a quick uh, overview of how how and why beetroot helps See, uh, beetroot or beetroot ex- extracts, extracts. helps
1: See, I'll give you a disclaimer first that I've never used Bitroot myself. Okay, so my knowledge about Bitroot is more bookish, <laughs> internet yeah. you can say. But mainly Bitroot, what it does is it has nitric oxide production. Nitric oxide is what we call a vasodilator. Your blood vessel dilates. So if it dilates exactly. by maybe even a 5%, 10%, the blood flow through it is much easier, so your heart gets that much better blood flow, and it's a, it's actually like lowering your blood pressure in spite of high high pressure. You know, so effectively you can say blood supply is better all around your body. That's number one. Second is is also some kind of a nerve protector, nerve stimulant. So sometimes your nervous system, your what I call uh, impulse response or your response time increases maybe. It's not like you are going to run 100 meters in 10 seconds, but it'll increase maybe by
0: one percent, two percent. Two percent is good if you have a long run. It yeah, just makes absolutely. things easier. Absolutely. No, that's uh, that's uh, uh, you know that's very very uh, that's very very helpful. In fact, coincidentally, just today morning i have uh, agreed with uh, dr andrew jones uh, from the university of exeter to do an interview uh, next month wow. He's uh, probably one of the leading experts on uh, beetroot and its uh, useful he has done a lot of research he was part part of eliot wow. kipchoge's first nike breaking two project specifically uh-huh. on, on his diet and the that's, monza well, that's one. where i think that, yeah the, the the monza one so uh, so I, I hope to do a longer, more, uh, you know, more focused uh, podcast uh, on that. And, uh, uh, you know, just give the listeners uh, an overview of this race that you had developed. Uh, what does it do? Uh, and I know we are completely switching, jumping from supplements and related topics to uh, this. Uh, so uh, how, how can listeners, uh, you know, find that useful? See, Iris was a very interesting idea to start with. What happened was... So how do you spell it? How do you spell it, by the way?
1: I mean, uh, you copy Steve Jobs, right? You take I and put a dash and
0: say race. So I, use, I it was I
1: followed by R capital, race. And unfortunately, I found some gaming company had taken that name. So I put a dash in between. So a small I dash r a r capital r a c so that was the name so the idea was you race against yourself and if you can beat your best performance you have you can beat the world so the concept was different but without going to the concept what did what happened was when i found i'm getting slower and one of my dreams was to qualify for Boston. And that time, the qualification time was 10, 3 hours, 10 minutes. And I came to 3.12 and couldn't get 3.10. And so it was like my lifelong thing. And then as I became slow, I said, this is not fair. I, this is, you know, and then said, no, no, no. When you become 40, they will adjust it to 3 hours, 20 minutes and all that. And so I my question used to be, when you're 39, you still have to do 3.10. And when you're 40, you do 3.20. It cannot be discrete jumps. So what is it? So I started to figure out this aging model for running. And then I had this model where I can adjust any run for age, gender and distance. So you run and then it also adjusted for altitude and the course you ran because through Google Maps, you get you can map any course. So, you know, elevation of the course and how. So the energy expenditure is plus and minus. So, for example, Mumbai marathon course, the way it is, if you map it, it slows you down compared to your theoretical best by about 1.6 percent. So actually, you're, but obviously you cannot adjust for temperature and humidity and wind velocity because they're very difficult to do. And so IRS's idea was, and I wish we would have done this instead of 2006, I would have done it in 2021 because now everyone is talking about virtual runs. But we had 12 of those races in 2006, 7, 8 and all that. And that was maybe ahead of its time. But what it essentially means to people is your performance at the age of 50 need not be the same as what it was at the age of 25 so just to throw a number if you are 12 and a half times 12 and a half percent slower at the age of 50 you are as good as you were at the age of 25 the rest of the aging is natural it is god-given it's something that as human beings will undergo Uh, if you slow down more than that that is your fault that was my that's the point so if you had your pr of say three hours 30 minutes when you were 25 for women of course it's slightly different for men it's slightly different depending on the age the what happens in men is the decay is very straight and in women the decay is less straight that is the fall is less but after 60s
0: and 70s the fall is faster and so Understood. more or less that's what it is yeah and uh, another topic which uh, uh, you know i missed actually asking you earlier was you have obviously you you touched upon it about your knee you know the anecdote about your knee issues etc what are some of the specific supplements which can help with uh, people who have bad knees or who are feeling that their needs knees, knees give going to give them trouble okay so now <laughs> i spent huge amount of time on
1: this so i know this so first thing you as a runner you are going to face the problem with your knee is actually everyone advising you that you will spoil your knees by running okay So first skill you will need about your knees is how to handle people's well-meaning advice to you about how you will. And this is, I've had orthopedic surgeons telling me that. Now medical evidence in last 20 years that whether running causes knee damage is zero. There is no, there is zero evidence that running causes knee damage. What causes damage to your knee is wrong form. So if you run with a wrong form, you will damage your knee and then extensive running will aggravate it. So running per se will not cause, running will strengthen your knee. Okay. Now, as regards supplements, what you actually want is the thinking, right? What you want, why knee pain comes and why it accelerates. Knee pain comes because some injury to the knee, probably because you landed wrongly in some place and some injury started. And when the injury starts, it aggravates. You know, we say our wound festers. Similarly, at the knee level, the inflammation can fester and it can build into osteoarthritis so what you want to do is first focus on anti-inflammatory anything that reduces inflammation so foods there are a lot of anti-inflammatory foods as a rule of thumb any food which is highly processed is inflammatory so if you have some kind of knee pain avoid all this uh, flour and you know cakes and pastry. obviously as a runners you probably won't do that but things which are highly processed And stay more close to natural stuff. Now, again, I'm not a fanatic naturalist. This is just I found that natural foods don't have bad things. And processed foods have a lot of bad things. You know, that's fiber is removed. And so many things are removed. Fiber, by the way, and probiotics, that is dahi, yogurt kind of thing. They're very good for reducing inflammation. Fish oil is exceptional for reducing inflammation. So what I do when somebody has knee pain is I focus on reducing his knee pain because the minute his knee pain comes down without knee healing his knee has not healed but pain has come down he becomes much more effective in walking if not running and he starts walking without limping see when you limp you obviously put less weight on it's it's a imbalance and you aggravate the other knee in uh, trying to protect one knee and you so you land wrongly and so without removing your knee pain your knee problem will never heal But once you remove the pain through anti-inflammatory ways, not medicine, but foods and fish oil kind of supplements, garlic is good, turmeric is good, uh, ginger is good. All of these are anti-inflammatory things. So if you remove them through supplements of that, now you can run with or walk at least properly. And that gives you a chance to heal. See, remember this rule. If you take your bones, you lie in your bed for 24 hours, they will become weak in 24 months if you walk your bones become stronger if you run your bones become stronger but if you jump from second floor your bones will break so bones have certain limit beyond which the bones will break but within that limit it's good to stress them exactly same for your knees you cannot you don't want to protect your knees if you protect the you you know what is the biggest cause they found of knee pain it's going to shock you is you won't believe it it's inactivity if you are inactive your knee pain is much more. You get arthritis, and so it's not obesity. Also, it is inactivity, and so inflammatory. So knee pain, inflammatory Glucosamine is good for knees. Chondroitin sulfate is good. MSM is good. But MSM and all these are what we call boswellia is good. Bromelain, that's a uh, you know that's an extract from pineapple, pineapple leaves and all. Excellent. That's excellent. They're all good knee-focused anti-inflammatories. Even in Ayurveda. There is, uh, they tell you to take pineapples, leaves, take the juice, extract the green leaves, take the juice and soak your knee with that. That's because there is bromelain in it, it's anti-inflammatory. And so once your knee pain goes away through these anti-inflammatories, then glucosamine and chondroitin and all, they can help you rebuild the cartilage with proper run. So watch your running action, remove your inflammation and then keep staying active. You don't need to worry okay. too much for me other than that.
0: Great, great, uh, very, very comprehensive. How can uh, listeners uh, follow you? What are your, you know, what's your website, social media handles?
1: Okay, I have a health, uh, I have a website. It's called health sachet, sachet as in small sachet, health sachet.com. So I put my articles, especially the knee pain article is on that arthritis and running. Uh, I have a health channel. These days I'm developing videos because nobody likes to read long articles. So, the YouTube channel is called Health Sachet. So, it's Health Space Sachet. And uh, I don't have any other. the rest of so are so these are
0: the two ways. Two, yeah. two ways to uh, two ways to follow you. Right. Okay, thanks a lot, Madhur. That was really, really helpful. Very comprehensive. Uh, lots of good anecdotes. So I will link uh, uh, your resources as well as some of the other resources that you mentioned, like the books, books and the blogs and all that, in my uh, show notes. So thank you for taking the time and talking to us. Thanks, Raj. You are doing a wonderful job. I wish we had that kind of stuff when I ran my first race
1: in those days. Thank you so much. Keep doing it. All the best to you and your listeners.
0: Most welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much to all the listeners. Please check out the podcast website, runfitraj.com. That is R-U-N-F-I-T-R-A-J.com. It has all the podcasts, it has all the show notes, and there is a very useful search function as well. You can reach out to me on my social media handles, which are Running and Fitness with Raj on both Instagram and Facebook. And you can also email me on runningandfitnesswithraj@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Please let me know if you have any questions or specific guests you would like to see on the show. I also request you all again to please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. Please also leave a review on iTunes as it will help enormously to grow the show. We will continue to bring you exciting and interesting guests and give specific and actionable advice. Stay safe, stay healthy and till the next show, goodbye.